What's good? Straight up Tennessee family. It's your boy Ruck in the building today on this Monday. It's October 30th. It's one day before the spookiest day of the year, which is Halloween. And I hope everybody had a great start to your week today. Your boy did because I'm still thinking about that Tennessee Kentucky game and how this team can build guys how this team can build I think that is the story of today's episode how can they continue to stack games how can they continue to build how can they continue to can to 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 develop into uh, what could still be a special year, guys? I got a stat for you uh, tonight that will blow your mind probably. And it is just the way Tennessee fans are that get us uh, distracted enough to where we think if we're struggling a little bit, the sky is falling. I'm here to tell you tonight that the sky is not falling and Tennessee is still ahead of schedule when it comes to being back when we talk about being back we're talking about dominance we're talking about success every single year we're almost there and we're going to get there how do we get there trust the process trust the coaching staff trust the recruiting classes guys that we got coming in i'm telling you it's gonna be a great show it's the who is uconn again guys do we really care no We'll talk about them a little bit, but we're still going to sit on here tonight and just kind of chop it up on what we expect, man, for the rest of this 2023 season. Like I said, it's your boy Ruck in the building, man. Let's tap in tonight. It's going to be a banger, banger, banger. Y'all know what it is, man. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. Welcome to the Who Is UConn episode. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Straight Up Tennessee today, man. It has been a great Monday on my end. I hope that you guys have had a great Monday as well. It is the top of the show, man. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell notification right now, guys, so you never miss an episode. Listen, man, if you're listening on, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, shout out to you, man. You are actually listening right now to the replay. This was shot on Monday nights where you could be. If you want to be, you could come hang with us over on YouTube, only on YouTube on Monday nights. On Sundays, we do Facebook and YouTube. But if you're listening over there, man, we're glad that you're rocking with us. Continue to rate us five stars. Let the people know why they need to be listening to Straight Up Tennessee Bay B. Before we talk about this Tennessee-UConn game, did y'all see Tennessee absolutely mm. – I hate to say the word like dominate, 
But it was a dominating performance from the Tennessee Vols basketball team. Jordan Ganey, Dalton Connect, Josiah James. Y'all, I, I, I'm just going to tell you, this basketball team is going to be special. They, they have a game tomorrow night against Lenore Ryan. It's the last game of the preseason. And then they turn around on November 6th and have a home game. I think that's Tennessee Tech. Uh, when does Zakai Ziegler get back? When does, you know, Santiago Vescovi get back from his home country dealing with a family issue? Uh, this team beat Michigan State 89-88 without Z, Z and Santi. Bruh. It's the first year to me since 2019 with Grant and Admiral and, and Bone Bowden, Alexander, Lamonte Turner. Like, it's the first time since that team that we actually have scorers on the floor. Not guys that can sometimes be streaky, but, like, you got guys like Dalton Connect, Jordan Ganey, who can go and get a bucket at any point. That is a special trait to have, and Rick Barnes hasn't had a lot of guys like that. But you bring two in from the transfer portal, and, man, they made some noise in that exhibition game. Don't you just wish those games – you know, they mean – the meaning of that game was a fantastic, you know, helping the Maui fires and everything like that. But you kind of wish that one counts a little bit because Tennessee number nine in the country. They're not something to sleep on but they beat the number four team in the country at one point was up 17 to one 32 to 17. Like you're beating this team by 15 at some points in this game. And you just got to look at it and say, man, coach Barnes went to the portal and went to work. And I'm very excited to see how they continue to progress and develop throughout the rest of this basketball season. But We'll talk more basketball as football kind of winds down, but y'all know we're still full steam ahead. Tennessee and UConn this weekend. Tennessee, the line opened. I think it's still at 36. Um, Tennessee's, <laughs> yeah, 36 points. Um, ESPN's FPI matchup predictor has Tennessee winning the game 97.7% to 2.3%. Uh, talking a little bit about UConn's offense, UConn is bad, guys. They are bad. They've won one game, and they beat Rice. And that final score was 38-31. to 31. Duke beat UConn 41-7. to seven. Uh, they're, they're just not a, they're not a very good football team. Um, quarterback's not bad. Taquan Robinson, uh, he's a junior. Small guy, man, 5'11". Uh, he's throwing eight touchdowns, three interceptions. Pretty good in the backfield. A guy named Victor Rosa. He's got 78 touches on the year, 405 yards. Uh, their number one go-to receiver is a guy named Cameron Ross. Uh, he's a junior. Uh, he wears the number seven. He got 31 catches on the year for 338 yards. Uh, I think he has one touchdown. I think that's what I scouted on him earlier. Uh, seems like a guy that can really get busy in space. Reminds me a lot of, if you're looking at a Division One big guy that we've just played, reminds me a little bit of Anaya Smith from Texas A&M. He's only like 5'10", 5'11", uh, but can really get shifty in the open field. So that's something to look out for. But, guys, can I, can I just say something? Um, UConn sucks, guys. They suck. And – this is a game that the offense and everybody in the first team, they, they walk out, they handle business early, and then you pave the way for young guys. You pave the way for the young guys. Hey, y'all, I got a special, special guest 
joining the show um, here in just a second. Uh, I got that boy. Uh, he'll, he'll be joining here in a minute. He's a special, special guest to the show. Y'all love him. Um, and I'm happy to have him tonight when we chop it up. Uh, but he'll be on here in just a few minutes. He'll he'll bring himself on. Um, but talking more about them. Uh, you, you look at the defensive side of the ball for them. It's bad, y'all. Like, it, it's really, really bad. They, they have a guy uh, by the name, um, his name is Jackson Mitchell. He's a senior. He's been there for a while. He leads a team, I think, in tackles with 39 solos. Uh, he, he, he's got some guys. Uh, he's got some, he's 42. Let me, let me run this back for you. He leads the team in tackles with 81. He has 39 solo and 42 assists. He's got a sack on the year. He's got an interception on the year. He is by far their best player on the defensive side of the football. But when you get past him, there's a significant drop-off. Uh, the, the next leading tackler is a defensive back, and his name is Durante Jones. He's a junior. Uh, great size on him, by the way. He's like 6'1", like 200 pounds, like that's a great sized corner. And uh, he also has a couple of pass deflections. He's got a sack on the year, uh, 51 total tackles. So you kind of, let's just say it, guys, they suck. And they're one in seven for a reason. We're playing them on a homecoming for a reason. And uh, I'm glad that the scout of UConn is over. There's nothing for Tennessee to worry about. Tennessee should go out, handle business, and pave the way for the young guys uh, who everybody wants to see, uh, specifically Nico Iamaliava. People want to see him. People want to see Cameron Seldon. Does Cameron Seldon get a go Saturday? It all depends on how Tennessee starts the game. So I'm going to go ahead and hop over here into the chat, man, see what's going on tonight. What's up, little clout? What even is a Husky? You know, I sometimes I don't have a way to answer that question. Um, he he came on and then left. Uh, bye, Turner. Um, but anyways, uh, sometimes I don't know how to answer your questions when you say what is a whatever. But you know, a husky is a dog. That one's easy. Clout uh, <laughs> says blue tick hound versus husky. Who you got? Uh. Honestly, I might take a husky. <laughs> I don't think a blue tick can be can be upset. Uh, Lil Clout also says this team will win titles in the next few years to come, and I said titles with an S. I hope you're right. What's up, my brother? What up? What up? What up? Yes, sir. The boy turn is in the building. Good people <laughs> with the background form and everything. So. Ooh, going back up in here, though, also, that's a bold statement, little clout, but I'm not saying no. I think we have to start small, right? I don't think we can go for the big thing, meaning the NCAA tournament or the NCAA, nat the natty. Like, I don't feel like we ha let's start as being SEC East. Oh, well, got the, 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 the divisions are decentralizing. So, yeah, thanks gonna be divisions like you gotta win the SEC at this point. Um <laughs> yeah, you do. and then if you do that, man, what can be in the future? 
Uh, Aaron Duck says, not a, a run a dress rehearsal for the first half and then let Nico get some run. I talked to a guy today. Um, shout out to you. And actually, I'm, I'm going to say your name. I'm going to shout out to the boy Cole Campbell. Shout out to you, my dude. Uh, new listener of the channel really has, you know, we've been cool for a little minute, but started listening to the podcast, loves it. I want to read this, man. I want to read this from what he said today. He, he hit me with a message and said, man, I'm really enjoying your podcast. You hit the nail on the head. Our coaching staff is our coaching staff. Our, our Sorry, our staff is coaching to the ability of our current players. It starts with the O-line and the quarterback. The reality is most of our big plays that lead us to the red zone are flash plays in the passing game. Once we hit the 20, we don't know how to manage and we freak out a little bit. It's a false start or Joe might zone out and it hurts us. I would love to see more run packages and maybe some misdirections. We also seem to forget that we have tight ends in the red zone. Why not attack the middle of the field? Joe isn't a true game manager and at times it hurts us when it comes down to critical plays. Maybe he just needs to let him go and play backyard football, truck more linebackers. I'm just a fan of stick with what we got at this point, and that is the run. They can guard the run. If they can guard the run, uh, they can guard, sorry, they can guard the run, but we also have depth to just wear people down for four quarters. I want Joe to be the best we have ever seen. But unfortunately, I think he's a Band-Aid this year. And I can't 100% disagree with it. But the biggest thing that I told him is what Aaron is saying here about Nico. I, I, I responded to him and I said, the biggest worry of mine, and we're going to sit here for a second because I think we can, we can, this has legs right here. Um, I'm worried that the hype built around a kid that has never started a collegiate football game is just a little too much right now. I, I, I think of it a lot like the, uh, I, I was listening to JD Piquel today actually. And he was like, um, he was like, you know, I think like so much hype was built around Joe Milton this year in the off season. Like you got these videos surfacing him throwing the ball 90 yards, like hitting goalposts, backflipping, doing all this crazy stuff. And it just got so overhyped that when he came out, it was like, what is this? And I think we're doing the – you just said, I think we're doing the same thing with Nico. Like, we, I mean, sure, we've seen him play a couple of plays down then, but he ain't never got a start in college football. I mean, it's going to take time to get settled in. Un unless, guys, like, unless he is the, the, the prodigy, right? And I think that's what we hope because – it's the biggest quarterback recruit we've had in some time. And so it's something to definitely be excited about, but I have to always lean towards the side of caution because I myself don't want to be upset. You know, mm -hmm. like I don't want them to come in. And then our first three games next year, like everybody's like, well, what are we going to say bench Nico now? You, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm worried for him. Because there's so much, he he has to live up to so much that he hasn't even done himself. Like people have put this on him, and so he's got, he's got a he's got a lot to live up to. That's for sure. He does. He does. Little Clout says this. I think Joe understands now that he has to use his legs more in order to be elite versus these big games coming up. 
Um, 100%. But I think now he is becoming like a primary factor in the run game. 10 touches? Like, bro, that that's more carries than Jabari Small had Saturday. And I, 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 and I, I, I don't necessarily think it's as much, and this might be unpopular opinion here, I don't think it's as much Joe Milton as it is Josh Hopple. Because Josh like forcing Hopple, him to run. Yeah, Josh Hopple can't like we never seen run plays really hardly ever. I think Josh Hopple knows and he's realized, okay, for my for to open up our offense the way I want it to perform, I've got to get Joe going in the run game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think when it's it comes, the same with him though. Yeah, when it comes to design runs, I think that's Josh Hopple. But now see, seeing him make plays out of the pocket, I mean, that's something we ain't seen the first six games, just being oh, honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's coming now. Uh, shout out to the boy Adrian. He has been a member of the channel for three months now. Faithful boy. That's my dog, man. Appreciate you, Adrian, for all the love and the support. Yukon are cons. <laughs> um, they got beat by Boston College last week. Mm-hmm, they did. They did. Alpha man, shout out to you, man. He says, bro, this channel is awesome. Hey, bro, I, we appreciate you, man, uh, for that love and that support we 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 do it because we love it and uh we're gonna keep throwing content your way uh keep tapping in everybody for sure uh little clown says i want to see d get some runs on offense little clown i'm gonna say this and uh i'm gonna say this in the nicest way possible he couldn't play corner and that's what he was recruited to do i'm just not sure we'll see that unless he comes back I think they might have figured it out Saturday, the rotation at uh, receiver. I do, Squirrel, too. Squirrel ain't going to come out of the game unless mm-hmm. absolutely needed. Ramel ain't going to come out of the game unless absolutely needed. And uh, I think you're going to go back and forth between – I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of Dante Thornton on the outside, Chaz Nimrod, Caleb Webb get in there a little bit. But I think it's yep. those three guys. It is. And, and you saw, too, and, like, you saw Squirrel get a breather and Dante move inside, and Chaz was on the outside. Like, you got to like the flexibility, right? You got to mm-hmm. like that about Dante Thornton, what he can give you. And, I mean, he had his best game in Orange Saturday, and he's he should have a lot more on the way. Lil' Klaus says, Nico is a dog. We don't know that. I'm sorry. We don't know that yet. High says, school, dual yes. threat quarterback. Huh? I said high school, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm just leaning on that side of like, we just don't know yet, man. Like, and I'm and I'm doing it more for me. If people disagree with me, I'm okay with that. I really am because I have to do that for me and say, bro, we really don't know yet, bro. Like we really don't, but I hope so. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you can see them play a little bit. Cause because here's the other thing, guys. Can I say this too? Nico playing snaps against UConn. Y- is really not that helpful. Yeah, it's not. I, I mean, like, cool, he's playing, but, like, he's playing against the same competition he had at Warren in high school, right, when it comes to to UConn, right? And he, if he's playing behind that second-string offensive line, like, he, he really don't have much to work with. So you got to take that into account if he does struggle Saturday. Like, take that into account just a little bit, but – I'm looking for I'm looking for him to ball out. I'm excited because I really, bro, like he is the future. He is the future. Like everybody knows in 2024 who the starting quarterback is right now. Like we know who that is. And that's yeah. a good feeling. 
But even the orange and white game in 24, don't get hype if he throws for 400. Like, it, it's the orange and white game. Gaston Moore looked like a world beater in the orange and white game. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, why ain't Gaston Moore playing? Y'all, there's mm-hmm. a reason why Gaston Moore is not playing football right now at Tennessee mm-hmm. and why Nico is the number two. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Uh, shout out to the boy Aaron. He says that's why he needs to run some in mop-up duty. I agree. I hope he plays. I hope he plays. Uh, and again, the experience does help him. But who the experience is against, prime example. Let's just hypothetically say Joe Milton goes down the Missouri game or the or the Georgia game. Let's say mm-hmm. Joe Milton gets hurt and we throw Nico in there. Mm-hmm. Let's say we get blue out. How many people are going to say, oh, it's because Joe got hurt? No, 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 no. We've been calling on Nico all year. So if he goes in there and we and don't finish the game and don't win, we got to look at ourselves in the mirror and you got to say, ah, he wasn't ready. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that if, you know, if Joe Milton does get down or gets injured or whatever it is, I want the kid to come in and show us why he's worth eight million. Right. Like I want him to come nice. in and go to work, but I, it's just hard for me to say like, yeah, he's going to now there's some guys like Johnny Manziel, but Johnny Manziel was a red shirt freshman. So he mm-hmm. had a year, but then he had, a, he had his freshman year when he went crazy. He had so a year under, yeah. I don't know, man. I want Nico to, to Nico to do his thing on a Saturday, but I just, I just don't know. Turn, let me talk to you about this, Brody. What do you think about the SEC waiting till next Saturday night to release the game time for that Tennessee-Missouri game? Because I think they're going to see what happens Saturday. They're they're waiting to see if Missouri beats Georgia or Mm -hmm. if it's close. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. then it will get the CBS 330 game. And it could very well, honestly, bro. Like, honestly, at that time, I mean, if it's a close game, I mean, Missouri's 14 right now. I mean, you yep. lose to you lose to Georgia and it's close. I mean, you can't drop much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, 15 maybe. And at that time, we I mean, we won't move probably unless somebody in the below us loses. Yeah. Like to a no name or something like that. So we'd be 17 versus a 15 or 16. I mean, that's a big that's a big deal. I think you can wipe away the 7.30 SEC network game. I think yeah, this I is a prime time or it's 3.30, you know? I think, yeah, I think it's I think it's 3.30 or um, ESPN 7 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Who, who else plays the same week as us in the SEC? Um, When's LSU-Bama? That's this weekend. This weekend. Yeah. Yeah, LSU's at Alabama this weekend which is something to watch, I think. LSU's offense is so good, and Alabama's defense is all right. Um, And it's been good. It's been good. Let me say that. It's been good. But Alabama's offense is very up and down, and LSU's defense is really bad. So It's all all on what's-his-face. It's all on Jalen Milrow if Alabama wins that game because LSU's defense is trash. And Jaden Daniels going to get his. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's gonna get his by far. He's got his all year, bro. All year long. 
Um, Adrian says, if Missouri beats Georgia, college game day will be at – oh, I, I 100% agree with that. I think I, so. I don't know. Don't don't Georgia and Ole Miss play the same – no, they play the week before – well, they play, yeah. they play the same week as us in Missouri? As we, yeah, yeah. That's the only other one I could see. And I'm not looking at anything else right now. Like, I don't know who else is playing in the country because I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I'm But, saying. man, that could be a game day game. But, I mean, It'll definitely I don't know. Be I think, yeah, SEC Nation is more likely. I just don't think game day. They Nobody – like, the thing is, people don't care about Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do think – I do think if we – I do think we win UConn. We win at Missouri on the road. That Georgia that Georgia game probably gonna be game day. 100%. Just with just with the story. If if it was at Georgia this year, I don't think it would, but since it's at Neyland, I yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. Cause let let me let me tell you this, bro, and everybody watching, everybody listening. Why do we as Tennessee fans get so caught up in What's actually like we get caught up in the number of losing or the number of how we lost or you, we look at the game and we're like, we just suck and Joe Milton, this and yada, yada, yada. But can I tell y'all something? This program has turned around way too fast. And last year, Mm -hmm. last year gave everybody too much ammunition to just expect 11, 10 wins every year. I saw something that said Tennessee started this year. We're six and two. That is Tennessee's best start other than last year. This is Tennessee's best start. The second best start, bro, since 2006. Yeah, I mean. How can we complain? You can't, man. There was there, there was no, like, there was no in-between. Like with Josh Hopple, it was like here and here. There's nothing. There was nothing right here. This exactly. it, it went. It went to the. It went to the ceiling. And we're really. Not, I mean, you think about it. I mean, this year we got two losses. Yeah, sure. But I mean, if you really think about it, going into this year, I mean, we know the Bama game was a mix-up. The Florida game hurts. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought we still should have beat Florida, but it's it's just like, just like us in Kentucky, man. It's so hard to win down in the swamp. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, it is. We we have struggled down there. By the way, if and we do if we do win against Missouri, there is a there is a almost say one hundred percent chance we get game day. The next best week. the next best game is Washington and Oregon State at five and sixteen. I mean, I would We're think they game would, day, bro. Yeah, in in, in Knoxville, we'll, I'll be I'll be at the tailgate at. 6.30 for the garage in the open. morning, the rays from the sun awakes me. Stretching and yawning in a bed that don't belong to me. YouTube, do not flag me for singing Trapped in the Closet. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little clout. What's goody, bro? He says, Hypo is exactly what this team needed. He's exactly what we never knew we needed, right? When Josh mm-hmm. Hypo got hired, I don't think everybody was, like, losing their mind. Oh. Um, I think we all knew he could score the football. Yeah, that was proven. But I don't think we knew how good of a coach 
he truly was and how good he would turn a program around and how much great things he has, how many great things he's already done in Knoxville. Being one of them, man, is his press conference earlier today, he mentions that, you know, he wanted to pay homage to the Alzheimer's Foundation. And this weekend, once again, Tennessee will honor uh, the legendary Pat Summit with the uniform combo. So is that going to be just adding in the blue accessories, the Summit blue? Or does Tennessee have something up their sleeve coming? I don't know. But pretty cool that we honor Pat and, and that whole uh, the whole community that deal with Alzheimer's. And we honor them in that way by by really just uh, showing our love and appreciation for the for the late, great uh, Pat Summit. So, well, and I, I really don't think anybody realized how good of a coach Josh Apple was. Like until until like recently and like last year, because I mean, we know we know you can score the football, and I mean, no offense to like, you know, UCF or whatever, but like I mean, it's a massive change in uh, competition. You know what I mean? And this year, this year's really showing me how good of a coach he is because he's having to get a, he's having to find different ways to score than just stretching the field like you know what i mean like yeah. scheming guys open and just throwing deep balls and scoring 60 points and not having to worry about anything else he's actually having to coach i'm not saying he didn't coach in the past but he's actually having to coach and be like okay i got to find a way to win these games yeah and he's doing it and he's doing it yeah facts that's the thing that we got to be like we got to be happy about that like josh hypo never in his career guys won a game where he scored less than 30 and he did that this year Against Texas A&M. Hey, I mean, what we score? 33? 20. No, I'm talking about, like, uh, Kentucky. We yeah, 33. It. I mean, we're right at it. <laughs> we're right over it. And let me tell you all something else. I, I was looking something up today, and this number blew my mind, too. <laughs> as good as Tennessee's offense was last year and how it took a step back. We, we've definitely taken a step back this year. We're still fourth in the SEC in total offense. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think the big thing. I think the big thing that I heard I heard the Valquest guys talking about this, talking about it this year. I think penalties are killing us this year. But like, they were like, "Listen, penalties killed us last year too. We were we were the one of the worst in the country last year at penalties. But last year, second and twelve. I mean. No big deal. Nope. Whatever. This year we can't play behind the sticks. You no. get behind the sticks, it's game over. And we tend to 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 kill drives that way a lot, and we have already. So it's really what 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 can this team do, guys? As we kind of wrap up to tonight's show, I can't put my finger on what this team has to do to continue to stack games. Like I, there's something there that we need to do. And I just can't put my finger on it. You know, against Kentucky, the defensive backs look bad, right? But you got to also credit that to how we were not really getting any pressure, right? Like if you watch it, man, like we really didn't get to Leary a lot. Um, whether we were being held or whatever we want to say definitely was being held, but you got to credit that it, it really is complimentary on the defensive side of the ball. If the defensive line is eating, 
the DBs tend to look better. Mm-hmm. And we gave Leary a lot of time, and he cooked. He cooked, and you got to give him his credit. But there's something in like I was thinking about it today, um, and I still just can't put my finger on it. I'm interested to see what the chat thinks, man. Like, what do you guys think Tennessee must do to continue to stack these games? I think Joe Milton's performances the last two weeks, bro. They're good enough to win you some games. I told you this um, earlier this morning on the phone, though. I don't think he's played good enough yet to beat Georgia. However, you can tell me that you go to Alabama, you play well. You go to Kentucky, you play well. You come back home to Neyland Stadium against UConn. Handle your business and play well when you're in the game. And then you go on the road again and get another W playing well at Missouri. Joe, that's a month of straight ball, and you are balling in four weeks. Can your breakout game be against Georgia? Can it be the 300-plus game? He hasn't thrown for 300 yet this year. Can that be the game? And, that you know, it's easy to say Joe Milton, but there's something else out there, man, that Tennessee got to do, and I just still can't put my finger on it. Well, the thing about it with me was like Joe Milton. I think, and I, like you said, I'm anxious to see because the past three games, really, it's been right here, right here, and right here. And does that just keep calm? Does that keep does that keep stacking? Because like I was listening to the Volquest guys. Uh, talking about it, and I was like, man, that makes so much sense because he plays so much better after that happens. Like, you know how most people, like Hendon Hooker, you, to get him in a to get him in a, in the flow, you got to give him some quick passes. Bow, yeah. bow, 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 and he's feeling himself. They were like – Got to run him. He needs contact. Got to run him. He gets contact. He's like, okay, I'm in. I'm locked in, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. He just needs a little contact. I felt like Hendon was like that too at times. Like that Florida game early, he was kind of just like, eh. and then he made that one big run and got blasted. Mm-hmm. Blessed uh, the rest of the game, he was locked. You know, I'm gonna tell you one thing, and I hope we do it against. I hope we save it for Georgia. I promise you. I can promise you this, and you'll agree with me 100. percent If on a if on a I don't care what down it is I really don't care I was going to say third but I don't care what down it is if Dean Samp is in the backfield or anybody anybody I promise you if we would throw a screen pass it would crib it's let cribbed. him go to the crib bro it's cribbed I promise you we don't run screens to the running back but my gosh if we would crib oh, first, it must first time. It must be Dylan Sampson. I, I'm gonna go ahead and call it. If we if we run a screen this year, a halfback screen, it's cribbed. It's cribbed. We ran it once in 21 to Tyon Evans against <laughs> yeah. Florida. Yeah, and he went to the crib. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, bro. It's cribbed. We don't run it. I would love to see a jailbreak screen. Man, let them suckers go and just Joe Milton dump it off. Just dump it and let's go see what happens. God, in in Neyland, bro, I lose my mind. I come I come to the front row and look over the rail and just look at you like this. 
<laughs> I'm gonna be like, I'm be yelling. I told you. I freaking told you. <laughs> Crib. Y'all, like I said, though, man, we will not have a midweek chat this week, man. We're going to take a little break. Relax. It's UConn, bro. Nobody. Let's be honest. We put a video out Wednesday. Half of y'all ain't going to listen. So um, it's UConn week. It's homecoming. Let's go win. Let's handle our business. We will have a one more day uh, this week. Early score predictions. I don't have one. Go win. Uh, the line's 36. That's a lot of points. And Tennessee mm-hmm. hasn't really – we haven't scored 50 once this year. Um, I don't know. I don't have an early score prediction. I'll give you something Friday, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't have um, one either. I, if y'all have one, drop them in there, man. Drop them in here right now, everybody listening. If you got an early, 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 a Monday score prediction, drop it in, man. We'll throw it up on the screen as we kind of wrap up the Who Is UConn show. Uh, You know, lastly, bro, for me, before we wrap it up fu- fully – it's we know the strength of the team is that running back room Mm -hmm. looking ahead to 24 let's say Jalen Wright goes to the NFL Mm -hmm. let's say Jabari stays are you is Dylan Sampson RB1 I think it's a very interesting offseason for sure. Like, like I mean, what happens? What happens there? Is Dylan Sampson RB1? Uh, uh, is Jabari kind of still in the in the role he's in where, you know, he's going to get 9 to 12 carries a game. He's going to get 30, 40 yards. Um, he's still going to be one of the best running backs in Tennessee history when it's all said and done, when it comes to the numbers. Um, yeah, I mean, if he comes back next year, he's going to – I mean, he, he will break uh, whatever his uh, – God, why can't I think of his name? Travis Henry. Travis Henry. Travis Henry's record of all-time yards. I, th- I think Barry's coming back. I think Jay Wright is gone. I think he is. I think he's proven that, and I think he he should. But if he comes back, I mean, I'm not gonna be mad. I mean, no. By by all means, I'll. I, I mean, we'll take it. I mean, for yeah. sure. I mean, have the same running back room this year as we did last year. I don't know. It all depends who comes up. It all depends who comes back on the O line. Yeah, <laughs> too. That's true too. That's true. Well, guys, man, we'll be back on Friday for the one more day episode of UConn Week. Y'all stay locked in to the Instagram, man. This week we'll still be posting some things. Tennessee basketball has a game tomorrow night against Lenore Ryan. Tap into that. Y'all know what to do, man. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit that bell notification so you never miss a video. Shout out to you, Apple and Spotify listeners. We salute you. We appreciate the love and the support. For my guy, Turner, your boy, Ruck in the building, man. Y'all know what it is. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. We'll see you on Friday for the One More Day UConn edition. We outie.